I'd like to welcome you to the second and last day of our seminar on Canto II Overview. So we're going to hear about the universe of form today, again, more about the universe of form, more details, just like Krishna gave more details to Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita. And we're going to hear about the creation, the ten topics of Srimad Bhagavatam, and the four seed verses of Srimad Bhagavatam, all in today's class, in these last five chapters of Canto 2. So the, what we are seeing here is chapter 6, part 1. And don't forget, we're going to have lessons all along, and I'll ask you what those lessons are. So, um, now the first thing we learn here, these are the opulences of the opulences of the Visharupa. Remember yesterday the relationship of Vish, uh, Vishwarupa, universal form, to Vishnu is like body and soul, like Vish, uh, or super soul. He is the super soul and the body is the universal form. Uh, in a purport, uh, Prabhupada says that whatever a person may be in estimation of the social order of things, if he tries to reciprocate a feeling of love, towards the Supreme Personality of Godhead and is satisfied with blessings of the Lord, he will at once feel the highest peace of mind for which he is hankering life after life. So reciprocate love and feel satisfied. I'm going to read verse 7. Jai. Hare Krishna. Freedom from fear is lotus feet give and supply all our needs so that we may live. His footsteps give shelter to both low and high planets that travel, the material sky. So here we have the eye is the sun, and from the mouth you, there's two, the tasting and, and also speaking, fire is also coming, and there's the nose. These are all manifesting in the universal form, and the demigods are also there in different places. So the, the universal form is now manifesting, and... Uh, as we said yesterday, um, fortunate people who see the Lord from the front can realize his personal form. And it's another lesson today, the same lesson. If you face the Lord from the front, you will have a personal, you will see his personal form. If you are in the back of the Lord, you will have an impersonal relationship with the Lord. So Visharupa is like the sun. Um, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, the total universes are compared to a bucket full of mustard seeds. And one mustard seed is a universe. So there are so many, but for the Lord, they're just like a mustard seed. So imagine what we are. <laughs> for the Lord, if the universe is a mustard seed, what are we in comparison to the Lord? But still, we're trying to exploit the opulences of the Lord. So... In Vaikuntha, now here there's a problem with fear and death and anxiety and uh, misery. But in Vaikuntha, one experiences happiness, freedom from fear and anxiety. So that's a lesson here, the difference of here in Vaikuntha. In Vaikuntha, you're free from fear, you have pure happiness. So when you're free from uh, the absence 
of, like there's three potencies, Sladini, Sandini, and Samvit. So Samvit is a knowledge potency. When there's no knowledge, then we have fear. And Sandini, Samvit is knowledge. Sandini is eternity. When we, uh, when there is no eternity, then we experience death. And Ananda, Ladini, Ananda. so now we're in the Ananda. Ananda potency, Ladini potency, and when there is no Ladini, then there is anxiety. And so, better we go to Vaikuntha. Okay, does anybody remember that one lesson? Oh, there's two, actually. What's the first one? First lesson was... Hmm? Okay, yeah, that's one lesson. And one, the first one was the same as yesterday. It was the one we had yesterday. Out of all the lessons we had yesterday, there's one that's repeated. So, and that is, if you face the Lord, you, have a, you see the personal form. And if you're turning your back to the Lord, you will see his back also. You have an impersonal relationship with the Lord. So here we have sacrifice for Vishnu. It's not going, ho oh, oh. There we go. Part two. Um, sacrifice for Vishnu. And they were, they were doing fire sacrifices. Now there was nothing to offer except Vishnu's own body, so they had to take from his body for the sacrifice. But it wasn't a on the gross, but it was a subtle sacrifice. So they did it in, it was a subtle sacrifice of Vishnu to Vishnu. The things of his body. Here we have the gross things, the gross elements, and we, we do our sacrifice with the gross elements. But in, at this time they did a subtle sacrifice. And so the impersonalists, they don't want to worship the Lord because everything is the Lord. Why worship him? He's, he's this, he's that. But the personalist worships the Lord out of a great sense of gratitude, taking the things from the bodily limbs of the Lord. So people are in so much anxiety because they don't do sacrifice. So the peace of mind is gained by performing sacrifice to please the Lord, and that is the lesson here, how to get peace of mind by performing sacrifice to the Lord. Now the middle part, catch the Lord's lotus feet. Lord Brahma says that because he's caught hold of the lotus feet of Krishna with great earnestness, his thoughts, words, and deeds are always infallible. So this is the lesson here. If you sincerely perform devotional service, catching hold of the lotus feet of the Lord, you're protected by Krishna, so your thoughts, words, and deeds will be infallible. So we are part of the Brahma Sampradaya, and this is Brahma's duty. Not only does he generate living entities, but he also has his party. And we are members of that party, so we're meant to help him in his service of preaching. And so here, last part. Uh, no, we didn't. We're not, not there yet. We're still in the middle part. Um, I'll read verse 35. Although I have wisdom and very am, am very astute, austere, endowed with mystic powers, worshipped by all great seers, 
I cannot understand my origin and source, which is he, the Lord of all power and force. Okay, so no one can know the Lord in full, but if you surrender and have a devotional attitude, then you can know the Lord, and that's the third lesson here. You can understand the Lord by surrender with a devotional attitude. And the humble devotee can please the Lord, especially by hearing and chanting uh, of the Lord. So here he's catching hold of the lotus feet, and he's becoming infallible. The last part, every being is part of his energy. So the impersonal is also a form called avyaktamurti. Uh, personal and impersonal both uh, uh, cause of material, cause of the creation, source of the elements, but they exist due to the glance of the Lord. With his glance, everything is, is perfect. And so then we have uh, his activities, acts of creation, and his lila incarnations. The next chapter we're going to hear about his Leela incarnations. And uh, the last lesson, only narrations of the Lord's activities found in Bhagavatam can satisfy the heart. Okay. So we got peace of mind, we got satisfaction. Anybody remember any lesson here from this chapter? I mean, from this picture. Yeah. The only way to get peace of mind is to perform Perform sacrifice to please Lord Vishnu if you want to get peace of mind. Any other lessons here? Yeah? The last one. The last one? By hearing topics of Bhagavatam. Yes? Uh, we're, we're in the Brahma Sampradaya, so uh -huh. to please to please him, we have to preach. Okay, great. All right, any other lessons? Satya. My service attitude. Good. One more lesson. <coughs> what happens if you catch hold feet of the lotus feet of the Lord? If you sincerely perform devotional service to the Lord, then? Your thoughts, words, and deeds become infallible. Yeah. So let's go for it. Now we're going to the Leela incarnations. Right. Oops. Pardon me? Yeah, this is chapter second part of chapter six. And now my, my thing is not working. Okay. Chapter seven, part one. This is the first half of chapter seven now. Uh, the whole chapter wouldn't fit in one picture, so we've made uh, some of the chapters fit and some don't. So these chapters don't fit so far. So, sit down at the bottom yeah, that's the number there. If you could read it, I don't know. Chapter seven, part one. So these, uh, the first part is the Lila incarnations, Lila avatars. I'll read verse eighteen. 
Bali had promised the land to donate, not knowing the Lord's footsteps could be so great. Defying his guru, he gave in charity all he possessed, plus his own body. So that's here, Bali Maharaj. Here's Kurma, Matsya, um, this is Hari, who saved Gajendra, four Kumaras, Dattatreya, Varaha, Prithu, Naranarayan Rishi, Nashingadev, Damantari, Parsharam, and Prithu. This is Prithu, actually. So the second part here is Lord Ram. Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, we have. We're going to have lots of lessons from Lord Ram here. <coughs> On this page, um, he it's described how he has the. Here he's angry. In this part, how could the Lord be angry? Anger is not a good thing, right? No, wrong. If the Lord is angry, it's good. So what we should one lesson we should learn is that the Lord has transcendental emotions like anger. And all our emotions are coming from him. And another next lesson, if Ram wants to kill someone, no one can save him. He wants to protect someone, no one can kill him. So that's this, killing Ravana here. Okay, somehow this is not working. Yeah. Uh, this is chapter 7, part 2. Again, we have Lord Ram here on this no, this is Lord Krishna. Hmm. Lord Krishna, yeah. And the lesson we learn here is that Krishna comes in this world just to please his devotees, uh, who always enjoy discussing his pastimes, to give something to talk about. Uh, lifting Govardhan Hill, uh, taking away the forest fire, showing the universe to his mother, dancing on Kaliya, breaking the twin Arjuna trees, playing with Balaram. So these are pastimes of Krishna in this section here. I'll read verse 29. Just after Kaliya was chastised, the Vrajabhasis were by fire surprised. The forest blazed where they took rest, but Krishna drank the fire and finished their distress. Jai. <laughs> Jai, Krishna. So Kali Yuga incarnations are here in the middle, Buddha, Vyasadev, and Kaki. Um, so Vyasadev delivers the Vedas, Buddha gives good moral instructions, and Kalki kills all the sinners. And the last section here is the Guna Avatars. So that's the title, but there's a lot more here, it looks like. And especially here in verse 39, at the beginning of creation, there's Brahma and all the Prajapatis and the great sages who, create, who generate population. Then during maintenance, there's Vishnu and the demigods and kings of various planets. But at the end, there's irreligion and Lord Shiva and the atheists full of anger. And so one lesson we learn here is, you know, there's so much to know about Krishna, but how can you know him? by proportionally with the advance of one's surrender. And we can know Krishna. I'll read verse 46 because it's nice. And that is over here. Lord Chaitanya leading the kirtan. Uh, if sinful beings serve a pure devotee from Maya's clutches, they can be set free. 
Following the footsteps of such a liberated soul, by devotional service they become pure and whole. So this is, um, and then the end, verse 53, is where? Down here, we're in Bhagavatam class again. Okay, great. Oh yeah, we heard about that already. Now here's a very interesting statement that Prabhupada says. There's no difference between the pastimes of the Lord either in Rasa Lila or in creation, maintenance, or destruction of the material world. Rather, descriptions of such activities of the Lord as the Pushavatars are specifically meant for persons who are in the clutches of the external energy. Topics like Rasa Lila are meant for the liberated souls, not for the conditioned souls. The conditioned souls, therefore, must hear with appreciation and devotion the Lord's pastimes in relationship with the external energy, and such acts are as good as the hearing of Rasalila in the liberated stage. Interesting statement by Prabhupada. Okay, we did have a few lessons here. One was about Krishna, and one was about knowing Krishna. Does anybody remember the lessons in this? Picture. Krishna comes to please his devotees and gives something to talk about. And the other lesson, how to know the Lord. Satya? Oh, yeah, that one we learned from Lord Ram. Good, remember that lesson. Our emotions come from him. Good, good. Okay, the last lesson, how to know the Lord. Proportionately. Huh? Proportionally surrendering. With our surrender. Good. Proportionally with our surrender. So next, chapter 8. The whole chapter is here in one picture. Questions by King Pariksit. So these are all the questions here. Here is Pariksit asking questions of Shukadev. And these are all the different questions. He praises Bhagavatam and he begs Shukadev to continue uh, explaining the glories of the Lord, the creation, and his devotees. But there are some very special verses here in the beginning of chapter 8, uh, starting with verse 4. Uh, if you hear Bhagavatam with attention and devotion, the Lord will reveal himself in the heart very quickly. And then verse 5. Uh, the sound incarnation enters in the heart of a self-realized soul, sits on the lotus flower of his loving relationship, and cleanses the dust of material association like lust, anger, and hankering. So there we have lust, anger, and hankering running away. And this is the lesson here, one lesson, that hearing Bhagavatam cleans the heart from lust, anger, and hankering. Okay. So, and then the last verse is three beautiful verses that a pure devotee take, uh, of the Lord whose heart has once been cleansed by the process of devotional service never relinquishes the lotus feet of Lord Krishna for they fully satisfy him as a traveler is satisfied at home after a troubled journey. So where is home? Home is where Krishna's lotus feet are, actually. Home is where you can really find security and shelter and satisfaction and peace, and that's the lotus feet of, of Krishna.
So he's inquiring in verse 7. Let's see, where's verse 7? Over here. About the difference between the body and soul, because he has anxiety to establish the philosophical basis of Bhagavatam. So the first step is to take shelter of a spiritual master and inquire. And then we'll go to the last verse in this section, if we can find it, not the last, almost the last, verse 21. One can cross the ocean of material existence only by depending on the mercy of the Lord. And one should be careful to avoid the six things detrimental to devotion and cultivate the six things favorable from nectar of instruction. So the last section is about Brooks's determination. Here he's drinking, he's drinking the nectar of Srimad Bhagavatam. He says, I, I'm not um, feeling any distress from fasting. He's not drinking water even. He's doing near gel, like we just had near gel. He's doing seven days near gel. And he's not sleeping either, as far as I, I know. He's, and he feels no distress. So this is his determination. Um, so one, one who is hearing, Krishna Kata is never tired of hearing, free from hunger and thirst. So his, here's the last lesson. By hearing Bhagavatam, one can conquer hunger and thirst. So uh, any other lesson here that you remember from this chapter 8? Yes, uh, Slapti? By hearing Bhagavatam, cleanses the heart of lust, anger, and greed. Lust, anger, and greed run away by hearing Bhagavatam. Any other? You had something? Hankering, cleans the heart from hankering. And hankering. Okay, lust, anger, and hankering. Good. Any other lessons here? You approach the Lord with attention, devotion, and can achieve the Lotus Feet. You can achieve the Lotus Feet by attention and devotion. Okay, any other okay. lessons? Satya? I didn't know that. Okay, uh, Shalavati? Uh, home is where Krishna's lotus feet are. Home is where Krishna's lotus feet are. Yeah, security. Oh, what happened to that picture now? Oh, I guess it was like that, huh? It's stretched. <laughs> stretched that way. Oh, what to do? Okay. Jai, one more lesson. By hearing Bhagavatam, conquer hunger and thirst. Mm. Yes. It would be nice to get to that level. Chapter 9, Part 1. So here we have um, answer, it's called Answers by Citing the Lord's Version. Brahma's austerity. So he's doing austerities. He climbs down. He's looking, he's all these huge waves, and he's wondering what to do. He climbs down, and he hears tapa, do austerity. So he sits up there, and uh, he does austerities. So here we have the illusory energy, how to become free. Krishna explains uh, in the, in, well, Shukadeva explains. If you surrender to Lord, and accept the reality, I am servant of Krishna, then you can become free from the illusory energy. So that's the first lesson. Jai! So accept the service, see the form, the beautiful form of Radha Govinda. And you can be free from the illusory energy by surrendering to Radha Govinda and accepting the fact I am servant of 
Krishna. So let me see, I will read one verse here, verse 7. The speaker of the sounds he tried to find, but being unable, he fixed his mind. The sounds tapa that he'd heard, so he acted on the meaning of that word, tapa. So the next section is called Vaikuntha, in the middle here. This is called Vaikuntha. And uh, there, there is no influence of time, so there's no past, present, or future. In the material world, there's influence of time. There's an interesting verse. Without discrimination, both the demigods and demons worship the Lord as devotees. So what happens, even the demons, they become devotees. So there's no demons in Vaikuntha. Or they have left their demonic mentality, and they are serving the Lord. So Prabhupada talks about, in verse 11 here, he talks about the sky. And he said the sky is blue because it's, it's, it's the color of Krishna. It's the color. Um, the sky has no color, but because the color of Krishna is spread as, as the Brahma Jyoti, therefore we see the sky is blue. The Prabhupada explains that in, in purport of verse 11. And in verse 12, here's the Vaikuntha world, and, and Prabhupada in his lecture on this verse said that now you're eating with two hands. When you go there, you'll eat with four hands so you can eat voraciously. <laughs> eat as much as you want because you'll have four hands. <laughs> yes. And there's airplanes made of jewels and gold. And men and women, not simply men devotees, Prabhupada said. And there's also women up there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and there's no dust, not a single dust in Vaikuntha, but they're still cleaning. James would be happy to hear. Yeah, there's no dust there. What will he do? <laughs> but still you can clean. You can still clean. Um, so Krishna is glancing happily over the devotees. Here he has, here he's sitting, Lakshmi Narayan. And uh, the lesson here, the, to his unalloyed devotees who don't want anything except service, the Lord is so pleased he gives himself in exchange for the service of the devotees. So that's the lesson in this picture. And the last part, the Lord is pleased. How pleased is he with Brahma? He shakes hands with him. I read verse 19. Uh, oh, we're still in part one, are we? Okay. The Lord being pleased shook Brahma's hand, for he was worthy to follow his command. The Lord stood before him, satisfied, and to him the power to create supplied. And so, Prabhupada says in the Prabhupada, anyone who is dear to the Lord, who preaches in the line of Brahma, is also dear to the Lord, and the Lord will shake hands with him. So good to preach. The Lord will shake hands with you if you preach. The lesson here in this part is the ultimate realization of the Lord is to see him face to face. And this is achieved by practicing bhakti yoga. Okay, so does anybody remember the other lesson here? How many? One, two. 
two other blessings. Yeah? Ah, to his unalloyed devotees, the Lord gives himself. Yeah. By surrendering to Radhikovinda, the illusionary energy is is gone. Yeah. So if it's not gone, it means we're not surrendering. <laughs> we got problems. Okay. And what was the last lesson, which I told you? should preach and then Lord will shake hands then you will see so the ultimate realization of the supreme truth is knowing and seeing him face to face and this you can get by practicing bhakti yoga oh I keep forgetting this okay chapter 9 part 2 we have here Brahma's questions Brahma's going to ask some questions now he wants to know how the Lord creates maintains and annihilates and he also requests empowerment to do his service of creation without becoming entangled. So the Lord is sanctioning, as super soul, he's sanctioning the living entities' desires, but he wants everyone to give up his personal desire and cooperate with his desire. And also in every circumstance, the living entity is an instrument. He's an instrument of the Lord. And this is the lesson here. The devotee always knows the source of his power is the Lord, and he is just an instrument, so he doesn't become proud of his power. So here in the middle is Chatur Shloki. The Lord says, I will tell you this most confidential knowledge. The first thing he says is that he, uh, he is existing before, during, and after the creation. And the second thing he... So that's... Um, important. Uh, and the lesson we learn from that is the Lord and his devotees exist eternally. So from each of these Chatur Shloki we will learn a lesson from this verse, first one, verse 33 we all exist eternally. And verse uh, 34, oh this is, this is the verse, we all exist eternally. Verse 34 is the Lucy energy stands behind him and the only light in this world is the instructions given by the Lord, through Guru, Sada, and Shastra. So that's the second lesson. Where do we get light in this world of illusion? So she's standing behind. So if we are in the light, means we are following the instructions of Guru, Sada, and Shastra. Uh, and anything that we see that's not related to Lord, that's Maya. If we see something, there's no connection to Krishna, then that's the illusory energy. That's Maya. Something's not connected. If we see something not connected to the Lord. Yeah. So that means the Maya is with us. It's huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maya is with us? Is that what you said? Yeah, because. Yeah, Maya is with us. <laughs> what do you mean, Maya is with us? What do you mean? You said that it's. If we see something not yeah. connected to the Lord, if we see something, yeah, Maya is in our Maya. mind. But it's not that the Maya is outside. The Maya is yeah, it's not that she's somewhere out there, you know, just waiting. She's inside waiting <laughs> to get us. So it's so it's our perception because everything yeah. is connected to Krishna. Yeah, everything's connected to Krishna. Our perception is that it's separate. Uh, 
opposites and we perceive it as not connected. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, Maya, I mean, there's reasons why we don't see it's connected. Maya covers our vision. Maya mm. covers us with the curtain. Yeah. What did Tabat mean when he said, that they, he said, you create Maya? He said, we, we create Maya. Well, we create Maya by our desire to control. So, okay, here's, here you go, the material world. You want to control? You can have the illusion of controlling here. And then Maya covers, yeah. and we see separately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, this is a seed versus a Bhagavatam. This is the most important philosophy. So the first two verses that we heard, how Krishna is everywhere before, during, and after, and how Maya is behind the Lord, uh, uh, we, whatever we see has no connection, that's maya. These two are gan and vigyan. This is knowledge and realness knowledge. Now the next, usually it goes sambandha, abhideya, and prayojan, but we're doing sambandha. Prayojan is coming third here. And, and that's how to see the Lord in everything. He's within everything, and he, but how he's separate in Vaikuntha, simultaneously one and different. So what is the secret? Uh, to make someone see the Lord, the secret is love. If you love the Lord, you will see him in every atom as well as in his abode, and that's the lesson here. By love, you can see him in his own abode at the same time in every atom here. So that's the vision of love that the prayer devotee has. And this is explained in this, how the Lord is within everything, but he is also separate from everything. And submissiveness is the cause of proportionate spiritual realization by which you can ultimately meet the Lord like this. Submissiveness. So we're learning a lesson with each of these. Now the last one is abhideya, or performing devotional service. Um, to unfold the mystery of bhakti yoga prema bhakti, this is the ultimate stage of inquiries. So it's saying that the devotee, he inquires always. He's always searching for Krishna. And the way we search is through devotional service. So uh, the purport is like about 10 pages long, and I'll give you uh, a few highlights from that purport. That devotional service is open for all. Prabhupada has a quote there from the Puranas, even insects and animals can be elevated by devotional service. Um, one devotee, his name is Shankar in Alachua, he asked Prabhupada, because he was a gardener, and he asked Prabhupada, so if, what happens to the plant when we offer a flower to Krishna? And Prabhupada says, the plant will become immediately a human being. Next life. <laughs> so all these beautiful forest flowers we see, they wow. become human beings now. <laughs> so they're really getting fast, fast uh, track, as they say in the airport. Go in the fast track. So then... Another thing about the place, um, in all continents, in all planets, in all universes, bhakti yoga is current. It's current everywhere, in all planets. Sarvatra, sarvada. It's apt in all circumstances. So uh, whatever circumstance you're in, you can do devotional services. Performed by all authorities is important in all places. 
and, and senses. Success is guaranteed for a devotee who fully engages any one of his senses in devotional service. Uh, you can eat for Krishna. Time, even during annihilation, bhakti yoga can be performed. In all stages of life, the Lord can be worshipped. So here's something nice from a purport where this verse is quoted in CC. One should try to purchase a ticket to go back home, back to Godhead. And the price of such a ticket is one's intense desire for it, which is not easily awakened, even if one continuously performs pious activities for thousands of lives. Excuse me. So the lesson here in this verse, the glories of the Lord must be always and everywhere heard, chanted, and remembered. So then, verse 37, the last verse, Krishna said, no pride, if you become fixed in these four uh, truths, no pride will disturb you at the time of creation. So the last section here, Tatishloki expanded. Um, so uh, pure devotees, they preach. Uh, Narada is preaching to Brahma. He told the Chatusloki. No, Brahma told to Narada, sorry. Uh, the Lord told to Brahma, and Brahma told to Narada Muni, the Chatusloki. Here he's telling to Brahma, Brahma to Narada. And uh, here again, he's, he's talking to Narada. And uh, so in the verses here, Prabhupada talks about devotees preaching. The devo pure devotees not only preach a regulated life of sense control, they also practice it. So the lesson here, the best preaching is teaching by example. That's the best one. So the 10 divisions we'll hear about in the next chapter, the 10 subject matters. This is the limit of all answers to all questions. Okay, so we learned a lot of lessons in this picture. Anybody remembers mm. one lesson? Source of our power. Source of our power, yes, we are instruments. Source of our power is Krishna. Any other lessons? Mm -hmm. Chapter Shloki is very deep. <laughs> Before, during, and after the creation. So that's sambandha, that's knowledge. Yeah. And any other? Maya stands behind Krishna. Maya stands behind. And if we see something not connected to Krishna, that means we're, that's Maya. If we're disconnected. And what's the only light? The only light is? Hearing, chanting. Hearing and chanting. Following the instructions of Guru, Sada, and Shastra. That's the light in this world. It's the only light. Uh, it's a world of shadows, actually. A world of shadow. The Lord yeah. of living entities are eternal. Huh? Ah, yes. Lord of living entities are eternal. Now, yeah, that's the lesson from the first one. Yeah. Good. 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 And from the last two, Chatur Shloki, any lesson? How does the, what is the vision of the pure devotee? That is the prayogen. Love, so he sees the Lord and Lord everywhere. Yeah, he sees the Lord in every atom. He sees the Lord in his abode. And uh, out of love, out of love. It's a vision of love. Okay. And the last of the Chatur Shloki. 
It's about devotional service. I'll be there. Now, see, we got two lessons here. Huh? It can be performed everywhere at any time. Anywhere, anytime. And and the lesson is the it must be always heard, chanted, and remembered everywhere and every time. <laughs> That's the lesson. So we should do that. The glory we should chant in here always. We can do devotional service in any condition, any circumstance. It cannot be stopped. And the second lesson is um, if you become fixed in these truths, then no Pride can disturb you. So the last chapter, chapter 10, is part one. Bhagavatam is the answer to all questions. So the first verses are about the 10 topics of Srimad Bhagavatam. The first, um, to, uh, first verse is the 10 topics. And uh, the second one is about Sarga. Uh, third one. Third one is about Sarga, creation of the Lord. And then there's Visarga, the creation of Brahma. So there's two two creations, Sarga, Visarga. And then Stanir, the right situation for the living entities. The Manus, Manmantara, giving right direction, how to go back to Godhead. And Utaya, what is the cause for activity. Then Ishanukata in verse 5. Science of God consists of narrations of the activities of the incarnations and the activities of his devotees. Then here Niroto, Mukti, and Ashaya. Krishna is the, is the shelter of everything. Krishna is the shelter even of Vishnu. And the other nine, the first nine topics are depending on on Krishna, their relative. So then here we have uh, the second part is called Vishnu Expands. Vishnu Expands. And talking about the Manvantaras, giving direction. Here he's going as super soul. First he's, first Mahavishnu, then Garvadakshai, this is Garvadakshai Vishnu with Brahma here. Here is Mahavishnu, Garvadakshai Vishnu, and here is Shalakshai Vishnu. And uh, the lesson here is living entities exist by the mercy of the Lord only, and they are meant for his enjoyment. That's why he creates us, so we can enjoy with him. So... And we are depending on, on all of on, on him for our, our life, for everything. So the last part, here we have our universal form again. We've got here the veins, the bones are his mountains, the ocean is his waste, fire coming from his mouth, and the demigods are entering all the different parts of his body here. His false ego and the senses are coming. Again, there is a, the creation. Um, when the sages wanted to know something, then the ears, the ears came. Here's the ears. Just because of the desires of the sages to know. So, but first, everything is desired by the Lord before we can act upon it. When the Lord smells 
then we smell. When the Lord sees, then we see. So first everything is experienced by the Lord and then we are like secondary, secondary uh, enjoyers. I'll read verse 29. Tell me, so by the Supreme I may be taught to act instrumentally just as I ought, to generate living entities mentally without being conditioned by such activities. So Brahma is asking empowerment again to create. So the rivers are his veins, so take bath in rivers to get, uh, to help your nerves, and the ocean is his belly, so for digestion you take bath in the ocean. So, these all varieties last, creation, maintenance, and destruction, that is described here in this last section. So, from the Lord, all beings expand, like demigods and uh, humans or hellish beings. But the Lord comes to, take, to bring back those who are in goodness. His incarnations are for those in goodness. So at the end, the last verse, it talks, not the end, but near the end, it talks about three kinds of creations. There is the creation of Mahavishnu, where he creates the 16 elements. And that is called Mahakalpa, a big kalpa. Kalpa means like a day. Uh, Mahakalpa is the creation of Mahavishnu. And Vikalpa is the creation of Brahma. That's the second creation. And kalpa is a creation that Brahma does in each day of his life. Each day is called a kalpa. So we have a kalpa, that's a day in the life of Brahma. We have vikalpa, that when Brahma is created. And then we have a mahakalpa, and that's the creation of the whole material world, material cosmic manifestation. So let's see if we have anything. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot this. Here we have the ten topics of Srimad Bhagavatam. So first there's Sarga, creation, then Visarga, creation of Brahma, Brahma's creation, Stana, maintenance of the planetary system, Poshana, protection for devotees, Uti, the creative impetus of karma, karma is forcing the creation to happen, Mantra, the reigns of the Manus, Ishanukata, science of God, Nirodha, annihilation, Mukti, liberation, and Ashaya, Sumambhavan, or Krishna, who is the shelter of all the other nine topics. So we'll stop here if you have any questions or comments. Uh, Shirupa? When, when <coughs> so the Lord, he, he experiences everything and then we, ex we experience. Yeah, we experience, yeah. So does that mean if, um, if I'm not hearing my chanting, then Krishna is not hearing me. <laughs> if you're not hearing your chanting, that means Krishna's not hearing your chanting. He's hearing before you hear. He's hearing, um, I mean, it's his, the only reason you could, you're depending, the, the point is you're depending on him for your hearing. So unless he hears, you can't hear anything. So he's hearing, but you may or may not be hearing. 
<laughs> your relative and he's absolute. <laughs> he's hearing however you hear, he's hearing. <laughs> so if I am hearing, he, he's definitely Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can take it backwards. <laughs> Would he be hearing anyway? Huh? Even if I'm not hearing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. He'll hear your he'll hear something. He'll hear your your try your trials. He's hearing you try to hear. He's hearing whatever you're saying, whatever you're mumbling. Because <laughs> I had the same question but about because you get the example of the smelling. Yeah. Smell. It's so is that like when the body smells, the super soul smells it? No, he smells first. He, he smells first. Yeah, he smells first. Mm. Well, he's only because he's smelling can we smell. The basis of smelling is him. Only because he's seeing can we see. If he were to stop seeing, then we wouldn't see anything. So is that relating to like the super soul? Yeah. Like smelling soul. Yeah. Because so, I'm not the body, so he's doing all that, and yeah. then somehow relating that to me, or. Yeah, we we get the yeah, and then he 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 gives us he 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 gives us that experience of smelling and seeing. And <laughs> it's very deep. Candle too. Yes, yeah, the basis. <laughs> yeah. Any questions on this side here? The point you explained earlier about how hearing all the topics of Krishna's incarnation right. the same to us either. Yeah. Is that similar to the point last night about yeah. how the Bible time, hearing the Bible time? It, yeah, it would. It, yeah, it reminds us of the point we heard yesterday, mm -hmm. that it's not different from the kissing of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. Thing. It's the same. It's a matter of realization. <laughs> Yeah. Well. Um, when in Christmas pastimes, every time Krishna kills someone, they get some kind of liberation. Every time Krishna kills someone, they get some sort of liberation. So when Lord Kalki comes at the end, Krishna kills mm, everyone. That's a good question. Does he liberate everyone? I'm not sure because uh, uh, that's in the last chapter of the tenth. Canto, it said that this is a special thing that only Krishna does. That's what it says. So they won't get liberated, but they'll, they'll definitely get a better birth being killed by the Lord. <laughs> does he kill the, the leaders? Kelsey kills the leaders. Right? No, he kills Other everyone. Person. Everyone's liberated. He kills everyone. There's no one left, and then this Satya Yuga starts. So then, it's a whole new creation, whole new creation, like of different entities in the mode of goodness. So we wouldn't start with those same entities. Who knows? I don't know where they go. Actually, I don't know the connection. Mm -hmm. If they become in the mode of goodness by being killed by Kalki, mm -hmm. that would be mm -hmm. cool. But I, <laughs> but I can't really say because I haven't heard it. Uh, what what you know? Where did those people come from? I do know two of them. The two kings of the Sun Dynasty and the Moon Dynasty are still living up in the Himalayas, mm. and they're going to come down in Satyuga. Maru and what's one is named Maru. 
And the other one is the brother of, of Shantanu, Devapi, Devapi Amaru. Devapi is Shantanu's brother who didn't take the kingdom, instead Shantanu got it. Mm. And he's living out, Devapi's for the sun, for the, no, for the moon dynasty. And Maru is for the Sun Dynasty. So they're still up there waiting for Kali Yuga to finish. And then they'll come down and, and reestablish the Sun and Moon Dynasties. <laughs> that much I know, that they'll be coming. Are they just, they're both male? Or yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're kings. They were kings left over from, from uh, Dwarpa Yuga. Oh, actually Kali Yuga, but... No, this, this is Dwarpa, that Santanu's brother. Santanu's brother is from Dwarpa Yuga. Maru, I can't remember where he's, where he is. Could he be, could be a Kali Yuga king? If they're male, how will they be? Where will they get? Well, I get, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, but I mean, there will be people born in the mode of goodness. It could come from the higher planets. Yeah, often because uh, the demigoddesses were, Ganga was the wife of Shantanu. Mm -hmm. Ganga was Urvashi was, so, you know, they'll manage. <laughs> I mean, people are going to come from somewhere. And we know where the Kshatriyas are going to come from. We don't know where the Brahmanas. But everyone, I, 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 yeah, there's no lower classes as far as I understand in, in Satya Yuga. It's all one class, Paramahansa in Satya Yuga. Everybody's Paramahansa. So there won't be... <laughs> it'll be different. <laughs> it'll be quite nice. Um, but yeah, we don't have information about how it will happen, who will come, but I'm sure the demigods will be involved. The sages and demigods, and they may come back, the sages and demigods may come back to live, mm. use the earth. Yeah. They in physical bodies in the Himalayas now? Yeah, they're in their physical bodies. They used to live longer, but that's quite a long time, you know, they got special like Prahlad has long life, Hanuman has long life. Mm -hmm. yeah, Hanuman is living until the end of the day of Brahma. Where does he reside? Where does he reside? There's one of the Varshas in He's in Jambudweep. There's nine Varshas. And one of the Varshas, Hanuman, is living, worshipping Ram. Prahlad is in one of the Varshas, also worshipping Shingadev. So I don't remember the name. You can look it up in fifth canto, which Varsha is, is Hanuman. Fifth canto. He's, they're, they're living, yeah, they have long life. <laughs> Longer, I mean, usually in Satya Yuga, the lifespan is 100,000 years. But they're living the whole of Kali Yuga, which is 450,000. You know, they got a long life. Mark and Dea lived for seven kalpas, seven days of Brahma, seven nights, can you imagine? I feel sorry for him, <laughs> <He's> experiencing <laughs> the devastation. 
You don't want to live like that. That's, we're lucky we only have 70 years or 80 years. And we can go back to Godhead in this life or maximum three lives, Prabhupada has said. Hmm? He has said that it would take us maximum three lives to go back. Three. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad considering we've had millions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kali Yuga it's quick, so but don't waste time. <laughs> That's kind of a little bit like Jai and Bijai. Yeah, Jai and Bijai. Yeah, they had three lives. Yeah. But one was in Sati Yuga, one was in, mm. in Treta Yuga, and one was in Dapra Yuga. So. It, it, they, it gets less and less. Like Treta Yuga is how you live hundred thousand, and and sorry, Sati Yuga is a hundred thousand. Treta Yuga it's ten thousand years, and Dapa Yuga is a thousand years. The Kali Yuga is lucky to be hundred seventy. <laughs> we're we're already five thousand years into Kali Yuga, mm -hmm. so it's been it's reducing. And then it, by the end you'll live to be twenty or. That will be ripe old age. <laughs> yeah, so don't stick around. Be serious now. Go back to Godhead in this life. <laughs> yes, on, the, on the point you're saying about, um, I know mentioned about the experience, uh, for example, Bhishma did. Mm. So probably something about his level of experience receiving arrows. Uh, Oh. Like the arrows about Bhishma, that? it wasn't. Oh yeah, no, it's in Mahabharata. Mm. That Bhishma, no, it was no, it was uh, Krishna. It was how Krishna was Arjuna, feeling. Arjuna, it was Bhishma the other Shira. side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, where was it? Wait a minute. No, it was Bhishma. I thought, yeah, Bhishma. Bhishma was when Krishna was tracking with the wheel. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Krishna was experiencing. Yeah, he was experiencing, he thought, oh yeah, Krishna was experiencing, it's like uh, a lover's bite or something. Mm. Yeah, he felt, he like, like flowers being thrown out, like offering of flowers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, flowers. <laughs> Robert said it's like, he felt like an offering of flowers to him. <laughs> and Bhishma Dev on the other side, see Arjuna was shooting and Shikandi was shooting at mm. him. And he didn't feel Shikandis at all. He was feeling Arjuna's arrows. <laughs> Bhishma. Yeah, Bhishma, yeah. Because Shikandi was a woman and he went and fight with her. He was a woman in a previous life. Mm. And he knew that. She just took birth as a male to fight with him, but he, he still considered her a woman. So <laughs> he, wouldn't, he wouldn't... And so Arjuna kept Shikandi in front of him. So then Bhishma wouldn't look at Shikandi. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine. <laughs> yeah, there's all kind of things going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Krishna felt like flowers, and Bhishma felt like Arjuna's were the ones that were getting him. He didn't mind Shikanti's arrows. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> 
Okay. Jai Hare Krishna.